On our brand new digital line. Hello, Simon Dingle. Hello, Rob Forbes. How are you, sir? I'm good at you. Yeah, good. Are we talking major announcements in the world of technology today? Yeah, so next week's going to be an interesting uh, week because we've got two big events that are happening. Uh, of course, Apple's WWDC, which uh, people watch every year for new announcements because, of course, that's where the iPhone was originally announced in 2007. Uh, however, since then, Apple hasn't really used WWDC for new product announcements. Uh, it's very focused on the developer community uh, that build things for Apple's platforms. It's the Worldwide Developers Conference. However, there are a few interesting things that are being predicted uh, for one, we're expecting to see Siri become something that uh, other app developers can tap into. Um, so whereas now Siri is controlled by Apple and when you ask Siri for the weather, whatever, it, go fetch it, it goes and fetches it elsewhere, yeah. uh, Apple decides where that information comes from. Uh, um, but they're saying that other apps will be able to tap into it. So for example, you could say, uh, hey Siri, can you help me book a hotel in Paris and it'll tap into Airbnb and help you or whatever. That's so that'll cool. be interesting. We're also expecting Siri to come to uh, OS X, which is uh, Mac's desktop operating system, Apple's desktop operating system, Mac OS X, actually, the purists will clap me. Uh, but on that point, <laughs> they're looking at changing the name, apparently, to Mac OS. So, you know, Apple is good at surprising us, uh, but I doubt we'll see any major product announcements next week. What's probably more exciting for us right now is E3, the big uh, gaming conference that happens in Los Angeles every year. Um, and so many exciting things that are expected to be announced in the world of gaming. Of course, the big guys, Microsoft and Sony, they kind of do their announcements just a day or two before the conference, sneaky-like. Um, so we're expecting a refresh of the PS4 from Sony, uh, slightly beefier hardware, probably. Of course, it won't make your old PS4 redundant. It'll still be compatible with all of the new games, but uh, but we are expecting a refresh of the PS4, maybe better prices as well. We'll probably see more of the PlayStation VR, discuss that on the show uh, at length but uh, playstation's virtual reality system uh, lots of hype around that and looking forward to finding out more at e3 uh, also of course they'll announce a lot of exclusive content and titles i won't go through the list of what's expected but there have been rumors of a last of us uh, sequel one of my favorite games on the ps3 and it was refreshed for the ps4 last of us is absolutely amazing so hopefully uh, that rumor turns out to be true and then microsoft expected to do a slimmer xbox one also, uh, lots of exclusive content. Uh, Recall, probably the most exciting exclusive game that we're looking at for the Xbox uh, One platform. Um, so lots of interesting things to come from Microsoft. Still no news from them on the VR front. We know they've got a deal with Oculus for controllers. We don't know exactly what they're planning to do on the Xbox from a virtual reality perspective. They've, of course, got their HoloLens glasses they yeah. could bring to the, the, the thing. And then, you know, Nintendo's uh, going to be showing off the new Zelda and bunches of game releases, Battlefield 1. Titanfall 2, uh, Watch Dogs 2, uh, a new Call of Duty apparently is on the way. Nice. But the most exciting thing to me, Rob, is uh, there are rumors of a sequel to Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if you played Red Dead Redemption. The I never game did. I never got into Red Dead. Oh, dude, it's so good. The makers of Grand Theft Auto, of course, GTA, and uh, and Red Dead Redemption is some of their finest work. It's, it's one of my favorite games of the last, like, 10 years. Um, okay. So looking forward to a possible sequel being announced next week. All right. Well, then, after the break, um, all of the questions that you've got that you might want to fire by, Simon, we've got a good list already today. But uh, feel free, if there's anything to do with tech or gadgets, that we might be able to give you some advice on. 34555 is my SMS line number. We'll cost you a rand. Free messages don't apply. And you can tweet us on the hashtag tech5. 
Tech to the Power of Five Q&A. Simon Dingle. Hello. Um, Alienware for gaming. Worth the hype, yes or no? Yeah, I love Alienware. We've discussed it on the show before. Just a great brand. They make, of course, laptops and desktops systems especially for gaming you do pay premium for them um, they're not as cheap as putting together your own systems and if you shop around on like evtech for example you might find something more generic with the same kind of horsepower that'll save you a bit of money but uh, in general alienware is worth it all right um someone says i'm about to get into my first mmo uh, being the division new tom clancy i've got a two meg line is that going to do it uh, you know what, I, I haven't checked it out for that particular game, but but generally with, with gaming in general, like a two meg line should be fine. It's all about your ping times. Um, so what you want is a really reliable line uh, and you want fast ping times to the server. There's a difference between the size of packets you can send through the line, which is what the two meg refers to, uh, and then the actual speed that they're being transferred at. Uh, but, but the short answer is yes. If you've got a solid two meg line, it should be fine. All right. Um, here's a question we don't get every day. Lots of questions about cheap smartphones. But if you were running a business, Simon Dingle, and you wanted to give all of your employees a work smartphone, but didn't Ooh, want to spend a fortune. Um, old school. Yeah. Well, what's, what would you go out and buy as entry-level smartphones for a whole batch of people? <sighs> You know, these days there's so much to choose from. Huawei, um, we've mentioned the Mi devices from Xiaomi on the show before. There's so many good um, entry-level Android devices. And some of them, like the Xiaomi devices, aren't entry-level, but they, they come in at entry-level prices. So you really get a premium smartphone uh, at a really great price. So there are lots of options out there. Uh, but I would suggest that, that as a business, you think about the reasons why you want to deploy smartphones to your employees instead of just enabling them to work with their own devices that they have already anyway. Um, so that would be that would be something to think about, I guess. Marcus says, I want to learn how to program, but I don't know where to start. Which language would Simon recommend? What are you going to learn Ooh. now? You know, I, and I might get flack for this, but I've been playing around with Swift, which is, of course, the programming language that Apple developed uh, for, for predominantly iOS, but all, you know, all of its platforms. Uh, and, and the reason I like Swift is because there's so, many, so much good documentation and like videos and, and uh, you know, things you can download to play around with. And it's, it's relatively easy to get into. Now, I'm not a programmer myself, but, but it's massively appealing. And we've also heard that Google is, is thinking about um, uh, looking at Swift for its platforms for Android um, and, and elsewhere. So I think if you just want to get going, then play around there. Otherwise, you know, JavaScript is probably a good place to get playing around and you can do stuff on the web with style sheets and, and markup uh, and get going with, with something simple. Marcus, there you go. Two suggestions for you. Simon, how do I buy games on Steam without a credit card? So Steam does have vouchers and they recently launched this for RANDs in South Africa as well. Uh, and, and I found there's lots of places that sell them online, for example, uh, Evo Points. But, I, but of course, to buy on those sites, <laughs> you need a credit card, so that kind of doesn't help, right? So I don't know who sells them offline. Maybe somebody knows they can tweet at us or something. Um, but you know the, the prepaid vouchers you get for iTunes and, and Google Play? You get yeah. them for Steam as well. I'm just not sure who sells them in physical retail in South Africa. Okay, two more questions. One, um, US content on Netflix now. How? Yeah, it's almost impossible, dude, because of course what happened was Netflix has gone global and it detects what country you're in and then it serves content based on that. So for example, I'm in London right now and the last time I was in London, I started watching um, Better Call Saul. Got back to South Africa and wanted to carry on watching it and it's not available on Netflix in South Africa, so I couldn't get at it. Uh, now, of course, before you could use VPNs um, and DNS and, and proxies and all sorts of things to make it look like you were in the States or elsewhere. Uh, Netflix has been clamping 
cracking down on that. So they've gotten really good at detecting VPNs and proxies uh, and kind of making sure that you can't access the platform that way. It can still be done, but it's getting trickier and trickier. So the short answer is we need to put pressure on content providers, etc., cetera, uh, to get their stuff into South Africa. Or you need to start looking at whether or not the things you're trying to watch are on Showmax or other platforms. It's very difficult to, to access Netflix uh, in remote locations now, unfortunately. It is really irritating. I was halfway through season four of House of Cards. Right. And suddenly Frank Underwood was gone. <laughs> and now I have to wait for South Africa to watch two more seasons before I was so upset. I was just getting into the juicy bits. Yeah. Last question. Does Simon have a favorite Bluetooth speaker? Um, you know what? I've got a little Sony speaker. I can't remember the name of it. It's like a little round ball. You can also use it to make and receive calls. And this thing travels the world with me in my backpack. And I absolutely love it. The sound quality is great. Um, but there's so many Bluetooth speakers available. Um, lots of brands to check out. Um, you know, and, and, and you can play around with them a lot. If you go into stores that, that stock them, you can kind of... Uh, get, get a feel for them. They're also available in a range of sizes. So it depends if you want something small that can fit in your backpack or something that'll cover your entire lounge. Uh, but there's lots to choose from and, and I'm a big fan of what Sony does in that department. Yeah, another one that I've got at home that I've been using and that I enjoy is the UE ones. They're very, very nice as well. Yeah, All right. very cool. JR, I hope that helps you. We'll leave it there. Um, we'll go and upload this whole thing as a podcast if you missed a couple of the chats or you want to go and check out some details again we'll be on 5fm.co.za Simon enjoy London Brew we'll catch up with you next week cool cheers that's Simon Dingle tech to the power of five tech to the power of five tech to the power of five with Simon Dingle Tech to the Power of Five Extra podcast with Simon Dingle um, coming at us live from an event in London dude what else do you want to talk about this week Sheesh, I don't know, man. So much coming. It's all about gaming right now and console gaming in particular. Um, you know, there are a lot of great PC titles that have been, um, that, have, that, that we suspect we'll see at E3 next week and some we know we'll see for sure. But it, it's just, you know, as we've seen over for years now, the consoles just take the lead and, and all the great stuff comes out there first, which is a little bit sad, I think. But, uh, but yeah, looking forward to Red Dead Redemption too. I, well, if it's coming, I hope it is. It is, um, and it's going to be a flippin' awesome game. But talking about games and, and so much coming out at the moment, um, I was looking at the Sunday Times Generation Next conference, which is on the go at the moment in Joburg, and they broke down South African youth spend and said the youth buying power in the country is worth about 135 billion rand a year, and something like 8% of that is being spent on games. So South African young people under the age of 25 are spending almost 11 billion rand a year gaming. And I wonder what the split would be between games on mobile um, and then like, you know, your your bigger premium titles on console and, and PC. Uh, I, but I wonder how much of that is like, you know, 99 cent games on the Apple App Store and on Google Play, etc. Yeah, I, I imagine those would probably make up the vast majority of it. But I mean, it's still an inordinate amount of money. And the fact that it's South African spending that much means our local game industry has probably got a bit of space to grow so that we can also be making announcements at these kind of events every year. Absolutely, dude. And, you know, like, I think if you're thinking about getting into games now as a South African, it's really a good time to be learning how to code and starting to make simple games for mobile, etc. And there's clearly a market out there. Well, we had this question on the show today um, about someone asking you for language recommendations to learn to code. It's almost becoming one of those fundamental things that's if you leave school, you should have some sort of knowledge thereof. And if you don't have it, go and learn it online because you can. 
Absolutely. Uh, and something we didn't mention on the show is Code Academy, which is a great place to start as well. Um, if you go to codeacademy.com for free, you can start simple classes. Uh, they've got one on Java, for example, that's very good. Some very simple ones that teach you how to make your own website with some intelligence on it. Uh, it's really easy to get going with coding now. Um, and they're great tools. So we mentioned the Swift programming language from Apple in the show. Um, you know, Swift has a playground mode now where you can kind of in real time see what your code is doing without necessarily having to compile it there are lots of great tools and it's lots of fun and i don't think there's ever been an easier time to get going than now is it also perhaps a case of if you know nothing about this and you might want to get into the space learn to code a but so many games that people might have already come with construction kits and mod builders and so on and so forth and it's absolutely really digging into those i mean if you can create an entire functional adventure with new areas and something like Skyrim. I mean, you're, you're on the right track for developing and working out how the things interact with one another and storylines and all that kind of stuff. It'll give you yeah. a, a heads up. I think Minecraft's another great example. You know, the the kind of community around building mods for Minecraft is massive, and there's a lot of a lot of stuff online that you can go um, and reference and learn from and copy. and And Minecraft is just such a fun space to start experimenting with game code um, and how one how one how one writes it, taking sort of the the mod model for for Minecraft and playing around with that. Yeah, and I mean, coming back to all the announcements and stuff being made at the moment, when are we going to start seeing? What do you think we are even going to start seeing exclusive titles sort of falling by the wayside and people wanting to bring things out on both platforms? Because, I mean, I understand the appeal of you have an Xbox One, so you get the following, and I have a PS4, and I get the following games, and they're exclusive, but surely the manufacturers want to cross over and sell more copies of these things. It's a, it, look, it's, it, it comes down to business. Obviously, having exclusive titles like, um, you know, like, uh, um, uh, give me one. <laughs> I can't think um, today. What's... Last of Us for, yes. so for, for PlayStation, for example, right? So, so having those exclusive titles mean that people who are a fan of that kind of game or, or want that will flock towards your um, console. We also saw interesting things with things like Destiny, for example, which is available on, um, on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, but if you were on the PS4, there was exclusive um, downloads loadable content and extra levels and things that you could only get uh, if you play Destiny on the PS4. Um, so those exclusive content deals make a lot of sense. Unfortunately, PC gaming uh, is considered niche now. It's like a, a smaller group of people. It's perceived as not being as accessible. And so PC gamers kind of get left behind with a lot of these things. Thank God for Steam and the Steam community uh, and the good work that Valve does in encouraging indie production for the PC, etc. So, you know, I'm not saying PC gaming isn't alive and well. I'm a big fan myself. I think it's kind of sad that console gaming gets uh, so much love and attention but if you're Microsoft and Sony the games are everything that's what your business model you don't make money from selling consoles you make money from deals on games um, so it's gonna get you know the, the fight for exclusivity is just gonna carry on um, trying to attract indie developers to your platform that's going to be become something that's uh, that's more and more important to these manufacturers but i think that there's also good stuff happening in that um you know the ps4 and the xbox one now use a common architecture um so before if you were a game developer making something for one or the other platform uh, was a pretty big decision because it meant if you ever wanted to take your game across uh, to the competitor then it was a pretty mammoth task whereas now with the common architecture um, getting your, your your game across to the other platform isn't that as difficult as it used to be well, fair enough um, talk to me about the most exciting titles that you think have been announced recently like give me Simon's top two 
Um, sheesh, dude. You know, over um, Overwatch is doing so well. The the new Blizzard uh, FPS, really lots of fun. It brings back the kind of gaming that we saw with Team Fortress and Team Fortress 2. Unfortunately, not available for Mac. Uh, Blizzard has decided that you can't do a shooter uh, on the Mac. It just won't run well enough. So, so if you're on a Mac, you kind of get left behind on Overwatch. Um, but it's available on PS4. It's available uh, on PC. It's a magnificent game. Uh, and that's one of the, the big titles that's just been released. Of course, Doom is, is another one. I haven't actually played it myself yet, but you Doom. I'm ashamed to say because I was looking really forward to it. Uh, but these premium titles at 900 bucks a pop, like if you're going to play them all, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start getting a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but Doom's out now. Uh, on console um, and it's it's looking absolutely fantastic so looking forward to giving that one a go of course if you're a pc gamer that's 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 one of the most exciting titles out of the moment i guess uh, and then we're waiting for e3 you know suspecting a new call of duty for example uh, and lots of great titles that are going to be announced there so uh, i think those are the most exciting games out of the moment and then final thing i want to talk about today because um, i've been seeing lots of buzz on social media at the moment even from people i didn't associate with games and so on at all lots of people excited about the Warcraft movie. Yeah, interesting. An interesting director there. Uh, I can't remember his name now. The guy who directed Moon. Um, so they, they've got a very interesting director. It, it, it makes you think like this could really go either way. Um, I think it's Duncan Jones. Yes, it, it is Duncan anyway, Jones. Um, so, so it's going to be interesting seeing the Warcraft movie. I mean, IMDb ratings are already pretty high. Um, and uh, and it, it's really uh, bef- the the history of games going into movies. Doom being another example uh, is just been horrendous. So it's not often that a video game makes its way into the movie world with any success. Um, but I'm looking forward to to seeing Warcraft and, and seeing what they've come up with. No, we'll see when it drops. All right, dude. Thank you very much. Enjoy London, and uh, we'll chat to you next week. Thanks, dude. Cheers. Cheers. Catch up on some of the best moments from the Forbes and Fix show by going to 5FM's catch-up page at 5FM.co.za.